Welcome to Podcast with Cooper Cherry. Today I've got a comedian in the house. First ever time I've had a comedian on the show. And uh, we have a friend of mine, Leo Mulroney, joining us. So, Leah, welcome to Podcast with Cooper Cherry. Thank you. <laughs> so this is this is not your first podcast, though. You, you did one recently, right? No, it's actually my second podcast. Second one? Yeah. What's the first one you did? Uh, it's called the Comedy Pending Podcast. My friend Aaron runs it. A comedy pending? That's, it's called like the comedy pending. Is your podcast just called podcast? Yeah. With Cooper Cherry? It's, yeah, podcast is in quotes, so there's a whole story behind this, like, it's kind of pointing out the, like, that really titles are just like, it's just a placeholder anyways, right? Like, it's not a real, you know what I mean? Like, there's a kind of meta aspect to that. That's very on brand with who you yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, I mean... Like, ex- that checks out for you. Exactly. That makes total sense for you. If you don't mind, though, you should probably, like, I should, should have told you this, probably, like, scoot up on the mic a little bit. Oh, sorry. No worries. No worries. I fucked up. Didn't tell you that first. Yeah, it's your fault. But that just helps us get good sound. Um, but, uh, so the reason I brought you on today is you've been doing some stand-up, and yeah. I wanted to fucking hear about this because stand-up is something... That I've wanted to do myself. You and should just do it. Yeah. Well, I'm. I want to hear all about your experiences. So, dish it on us. Is this not like how? F- this is something that you've like always wanted to do, or? Yeah, definitely always wanted to do it. Like when I was a kid, I submitted a video. It's like the funniest kid in America. Like all that search. Like that was like when I knew. Yeah. I wanted to be like I wanted to be like Amanda Bynes. <laughs> and like in some ways, I guess I have turned out like her. I, but not like the good ways. <laughs> what are the good ways? Wait, who? Wait, who? Back up. Who is Amanda Bynes? You don't know who Amanda Bynes is? I get her. I think I get her confused with the Kelly Coop, whatever, a Coco or whatever. The oh, Big Bang not Girl. Even a little similar. I, it, something about the names throws me off. Don't you remember like the Amanda Show and like all I'm that? Way, I'm like probably. Are you too old? I'm for like that? a decade older than you, probably. <laughs> so my the references That's are true. fucked. Sorry, I'll try to keep them no relevant. Age group, Gen X. I'm not. I'm still millennial. I'm like older. Barely. Yeah, I'm still millennial. You're on the cusp. Are you? You're millennial, right? Yeah. How, how old are you? You're gonna make me say my age. Recording. Uh, we can cut it out if you want. <laughs> no, you don't have to answer this question. <laughs> I'm 27. 27. Okay, so yeah, it's like nine, nine years. Yeah, you're old. Getting there. Yeah, big 40s. But you're only as young as you feel, right? Yeah, do you feel young? I feel like I probably died six years ago. So you feel old? I see my body falling apart. That's what I see, which is the greatest horror of them all, to be honest. I think aging is, it's like a, it's terrible. What, like when you notice a new wrinkle in your face? I just day? period. Like, just getting shit. getting old, period, is yeah. the worst. Pro- it's like you're basically rotting every day. Like you're, you're like I've re- I feel like I've reached a peak and it's all downhill from here. Yeah, you definitely reached your peak probably like 15 years ago. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. I would. <laughs> when else would you have reached it? I don't know. I feel like maybe, you know, 33, 34, you like think? somewhere in there. Yeah, because there's like a good balance of still somewhat young. But with a little bit of wisdom, so you can sure. maybe make smarter and better decisions. 
But from here on down, I mean, it's all downhill from here. Yeah, it's definitely all downhill. It's not going well. It is. That's why you should just do stand-up. Since you uh, yeah, I mean, I don't have anything to lose for sure. Yeah, like no one's going to care, so you might as well just do it. I agree. Absolutely. I mean, that's why I'm doing this podcast. I don't think anyone <laughs> anyone cares to listen really, but um, I was going to say that your name actually is like, it's a really good name for a comedian. Like that's is some, it, really? it, it is. <laughs> It sounds good, Leo Mulroney. Like it sounds like you're legit. I am legit. Like it's got like you've got some. I don't know. It's got oomph to it, you know. That's cool. I never. It really projects uh, a presence. It's overshadowed by Dermot Mulroney, though. Oh, that's true. He gets the spotlight. Oh, that's true. We tried to invite him to a family reunion once, but why? Are you (laughs) like just out of the blue, or are you legitimately? related to him we don't really know but my aunt really wanted to find out so <laughs> get that 23 and me going yeah my sister just did 23 and me and found my grandma's secret baby that shit's wild wait what your grandmother had a secret baby yeah i mean somebody knew obviously but when you <laughs> when you take it they like notify you of your family members and so and only sh- the secret baby has emailed and not dermot Mulroney. yeah no dermot I don't think he wants to know if he's, like, surprise-related to anybody, so I don't think he's putting his DNA into that. Mm, that that's sad. But, so you're telling me you, you started out, you submitted videos to a oh, yeah. the search for uh, America's Next Top Youth Comedian? Do you, if you, you really, you never saw all that. You don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> With, all like, Keenan and Kel. Yes, I and mean. Like, all, all of those that's, people. Vaguely, but I was still probably like a yeah, little bit too old. too well, old for that shit. It was like the cat's meow for like <laughs> youngsters who wanted to be comedians. So I submitted an audition tape, which I'm pretty sure my dad never actually mailed because he like magically still has it. Uh, so I'm guessing he just never hmm. mailed it in the first place. <laughs> a little suspect. Definitely sus. Uh, <laughs> so, so what was what was next in your in your burgeoning comedy career after um, this audition tape? Just, like, being a weirdo for the next, like, 10 to 12 years. Just banging out weirdness in the weirdness minds. Pretty much, yeah. That was about it. I didn't really, like, pursue it. And then, like, I... So, like, when... Before I started doing comedy, like, this is really stupid, but I was, like, under the impression that comedians... That you had to be funny to be a comedian? Well, I am funny. (laughs) (laughs) No, I just thought that, like, you had to get on stage with, like, a fresh set every night and, like, that you, like, couldn't, I don't know. Like, I just thought it was, like, completely different. And then, like, when I started watching, like, more local comedy and, like, people were just doing the same jokes over and over again. I was like, of course I can make a joke funny if I tell it, like, seven times. It's called, like, not workshopping, but what is it called? I guess it's called workshopping. I feel like I've heard a term for this. Uh, I think workshopping would be the term that you heard, probably. I don't know. I'll probably remember it. Like, I, you need to do an open mic. I need to know like what Cooper <laughs> Cherry stand up would be like. I think you would appreciate what my stand up would be like because I the whole right now the center of my the only bit I've got is involves email addresses. Okay. And it's like there's a hierarchy of email addresses, so you know, like if you see at AOL dot com come through, ooh, I just can't fuck with you. It's like AOL, like nope. You just, you're going to have to just, you're, I can't even. And then the next step up from that was Hotmail, which I think Hotmail, since has been discontinued, kind of fucks up my bit a little bit, but 
Then we have maybe Yahoo Mail, Ymail, something like that. Then you get to your Gmail. Maybe you've got your own uh, domain name. That's like the upper echelon. Like those are the people you know, okay, this person is at least within the orbit of technologically aware, right? But if you have an at AOL.com email address, like, damn, dog, I just can't fuck with you. Were you inspired to write that bit when you were working in customer service? And <laughs> of course, yes, <laughs> exactly, yes, yes, because you just know that a- like, at AOL. I know where this is coming from. <laughs> uh, exactly. Of course you did. That's why I said you would appreciate this yeah, bit. True. Yeah, good point. Just do it. Just go to an open mic. I need, yeah. to, I need to see you do something I mean, I'd have to, I'd have to, quote, workshop this joke and this yeah. bit out a little bit, but, you know. But you can just go to like an open mic where like everyone's drunk and it's late at night or something. Like you yeah, should, you should go to like Mr. Tramps tonight at ten thirty p.m. And then I can I could also I can start out by like asking people in the audience, hey, wh- what's your email address? Don't have to tell me the whole thing, but what's what's it at? And they'll be like blah blah blah. Oh, can't fuck with you, man. Yeah, you Boom. could do that. That yeah, would fill see? up yeah. so much time. <laughs> right? You could just do it tonight, literally. Just get out there. I'm not doing it tonight. You might love it. You might hate it. I mean, I've always wanted to do it. I've always wanted to do sketch comedy. Like, growing up, I think that um, SNL was something that I always, always wanted to do. That's, like, next on my list of things I want to do is, like, sketch comedy. I'll never do improv, but I definitely want to dabble with sketch. I feel like that's a really fun medium. I've got some... uh, You may say horrible sketch ideas. (laughs) I'm not sure. Um... I don't I know if I should. Horrible, yeah. <laughs> I have one. Um, did you? You're probably not familiar enough to get the reference, though. You did you ever? Are you familiar with like the like 1970s, 80s era Incredible Hulk TV show? No. No. Okay. We'll see that. Then you'll totally. You can't judge this. Then. Damn. I don't think anyone's going to be that familiar <laughs> with. You never know. 70s, 80s Hulk TV what? Oh, show. there's... Come on. What's, like, the niche market? Like, who would, like... Who is, like, the people that you think would have that, like... I mean... <laughs> I, <laughs> you? Yes, me. And people like me. I, irony poisoned uh, millennials. Okay. You never know. Your Twitter followers. I mean, but people do know who also the Hulk is, right? So there's, like... Yeah. I think that that helps. Yeah. If you don't sure. know the show, you know who the Hulk is, so you can kind of at least get this. But I'm not going to share it. Okay. I mean, like, you can. I won't judge you. <laughs> Maybe after this the show. It's a judgment-free a- zone. After the show, perhaps. We'll, okay. We'll talk. <laughs> but, so you were being weird. You're um. racking, you're, you're mining for weirdness points. Yeah, I guess In so. the weirdness mines for, like, 11 years. Yeah, like, I just, I didn't, like, pursue, like, comedy or anything until I was, like, this age, basically, because I just didn't give a shit about anything, like, at all. Like, I was just, like, (laughs) not really, like, doing anything. Um, Then, like, the past few years, like, I've really, like, felt like I'm, like, missing, like, a thing that I, like, want to focus my energy on. And then, like, when I, like, started to, like, understand what doing comedy actually entailed, that's when I was just, like, okay, I'm just going to do it. Just gonna go for it, try it. If it's horrible, I can just stop and like never think about it again. Yeah, well, you know what? Knowing your personality, I think that it kind of fits. Like, I totally could see you doing it. That's cool. Like, you just have that kind of 
vibe to you that <laughs> you would be down with doing stand-up comedy. Yeah, like, I think it makes my general awkwardness make sense to some yeah. people. Like, they're like, oh, you're weird and you talk about it on stage. Yeah, so which is works. perfect. I, I have to hear, I have to come see you incognito, though. Yeah, Don't want to put should. the pressure on you. Um, I wouldn't care. You can come, like, in come sit, life, Come sit f- front row. Yeah, feel free. My ex came and sat front row once um, <laughs> after he heard that I wrote jokes about him. Oh, shit. Really oh, funny. shit. Shots fired. Are you willing to tell? What kind of jokes did you tell? Um, Sure, yeah. Basically, like, jokes where I... I don't know, like, I'd call him bald and, like... <laughs> That just makes it sound mean. Like, it's like a whole thing, but like. Uh, uh, that is an ad hominem attack, and he, <laughs> uh, this is not logical, okay? He was like. It's just name calling. Yeah, that which is, is mean. Just na- that was just mean. Calling him bald was just mean. Like, that was just for me. But he was my neighbor, and like, obviously, dating your neighbor is like super <laughs> oh, awkward. Oh, man. Because like, it didn't last long. Like, it was a very yeah. short relationship. <laughs> Um, but I'm very close friends with his roommates, so that they, they told him oh, I had written man. jokes about Jeez. him. I definitely don't want jokes told about me. Well, don't do regardless. anything weird. I probably will. There's like tons of people that I know have jokes written about them, and they'll never know because they're just like all I like do nuggets. is weird stuff. I know that's you're a my weird whole brand. Person. Yeah. <laughs> so I probably will. I don't think I ever have. You're gonna steal my email bit, aren't you? Yeah, I am. And I'm gonna show up and I'm gonna be in the front row, and I you're gonna be you're gonna say. ask me. You're gonna be like. You, sir, what's your email address? I'm just like looking at you with a menacing look in my eyes like, what's your email address? <laughs> oh, man. Be wild. No, I'll, I'll leave that bit for you. That Thank one's you. all yours, That's buddy. all me? Yeah. That's, you, uh, <laughs> we ha- it's on tape here for all the world to know that you stole that joke from me, so. Yeah, like, I'm, don't worry, though. It's safe. It's d- safe. Don't make me, like, track your ass down. Like your Carlos Mencia or something. Stealing bits. You won't bits. be able to track my ass down because you live in the middle of nowhere. And uh, it's going to take you like 45 minutes to get anywhere that I could possibly be. It's like 20 minutes, okay? It's, I didn't think it was Austin. I'm still not convinced. This is real Austin, man, okay? We're still keeping it weird as fuck out here. This is like... This is like not corporate Austin. I bet there's so many toddlers in your neighborhood. I don't think so because I probably would have run them over because I'm always driving around stoned out of my mind. Is that what would happen if there were toddlers? They would be run over, yes. Of course. You shouldn't live near a school zone, I guess. Exactly. I don't think there's any schools within the within like a mile radius, perhaps. Yeah, you probably have to check before you moved in, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Public safety is of the utmost concern here. But yeah, so you're you're being weird. Then what happened? What like what was your first foray? Like, did you like sit down and write a bit first, or did you just do an open mic? Or like, what was the actual inciting incident where you were like, "Fuck it, I'm doing this shit." Well, I started like writing jokes like way before I ever tried comedy. Like, I wrote like um, like when I was in college, I was in a sorority, not a real sorority. It was like a fake sorority. It was like twelve people, and it cost like a hundred bucks to join. Um, so I did like a Miss Greek Week pageant and I wrote this like stand-up comedy set that was just like ragging like on all the frat dudes and then like somebody was like, don't do that. Like it's so mean. So I didn't do it and I'm like, I fucking should have. 
But so yeah, there was that. Then I like started writing jokes when I first moved to Austin, but I was just like, oh my God, like these are terrible. Like they're so bad. But then, yeah, I just started seeing like local comedy and I was like, I feel like I could do better than at least some of these people. And as long as I'm not like the worst, like I feel like anybody who sees one or two open mics, if they want to try comedy, they'll be like very encouraged to just go out and try it because once you know that you're not going to be like even in the bottom five of (laughs) quality. Just being up there and having a functioning brain. Like you're you're most likely not gonna get crickets if you're like not like a totally like offensive piece of garbage. So you should just try it. I'm down. <laughs> It'd be wild. You should try it. So do you okay, so when was the first what did you do? What first open mic? Well what was that like? Um, so I did an open mic at this place called Giddy Ups, which is, it's probably near here because it's like way, way South Austin. And I just like, I didn't want like any like chance of running into anybody that I knew. So I just went to like the furthest away one that like, (laughs) I didn't think anyone would be at. And I just wrote like five minutes and I was like, okay, like, I guess it's good enough now. And I just like went and did it and like at the time I was like oh my god wow like I'm actually kind of good at this but then like actually it was like terrible like it was so bad but like people were pretty nice so I was just like okay like that went well I'm gonna I can keep doing this since it apparently went well and then like the next night I went to an open mic at uh Hotel Vegas Ooh. and well I like didn't <laughs> I got there like late so I was absolute like last on the list so I did the same set that I felt like did pretty well, which was five minutes, like the night before I tried to do it again, but I only had three minutes. So I had to like squish it up and like, there was like nobody in there. Like there were like two people in the room. So it was just like horrible. And I was like, okay, well I'm going back to New Hampshire for two weeks. So I have to think about that. And then, yeah, when I came back, I just decided to start going like as often as I could and just fully go for it. What's, what kind of humor like what's what's your sort of what are you doing? Uh, are you doing like storytelling kind of stuff? Are you doing like setup punch or what's your brand? Um, I'm definitely still like finding my brand. Like I don't feel like I've settled on anything specific, but it's definitely like uh storytelling is probably a pretty big part of my aesthetic and um I don't know, talking really fast. <laughs> This is like a thing that I do, I guess, like sets up jokes. I don't know. Yeah, it's like I'm still, it's only been like six months. So I'm still like figuring everything out and like, which is like I'm doing shows and like trying to figure out like what the fuck I should be saying on stage at these shows because they're not just like an open mic. They're like people's actual shows and that's like scary. Yeah. Because I'm like, I don't feel like good enough to be like on a stage with real comedians, but uh, here we are (laughs) doing it anyway, so... I don't know. It's it's very nerve wracking, like in the top end of starting stand up. I think to like try to figure out what's actually funny and like what people want to hear. And you're trying like so many bits to like try to get like a good tight ten that you actually have no idea like what your best bet is. What do you think about? Okay, let's see. Do you think that like what are open mic night audiences like? Are they like, are they open to, like... It's honestly, like, such a wide variety. Like, it depends on the venue. It depends on the night. Like, some of them are just so great, and they'll laugh at anything you say, and you'll, like, leave the room feeling like 
a superstar, like stand-up comedian, other ones, like you'll just get dead silence, like no matter how good of a set it is. And like, if you go in the beginning, like it might be empty. If you go at the end, like everyone's sick of laughing, like it's just dependent on so many things. Like no room is ever the same as it was before. Like it's just so strange. It's very fickle. Do you have any that you kind of like going to or doing on a regular basis? Yeah, there's definitely some that I really like doing and some that I just like, I'll go to them, but don't love as much. There's just, uh, like, do you want to know like the specific ones? Is that what you're asking? Yes. That, oh. <laughs> that was implied within my question there. Sorry. Um, yeah, it's okay. I would say my just favorite. Relax. We're, just ta- we're just talking here. It's okay. You don't uh, have to be funny. I don't relax. <laughs> Um, no, there's a Tuesday nights is the spokesman and that one's always like a super good time because the room is always so generous and so warm and it's just like a really chill crowd. Like no one's like uptight there. Like the host is super nice. Like it's just a good environment. It's definitely good for like newcomers too, I think, because it's such a generous room and like everyone's really welcoming. Um, and you know, I love doing like any of the bigger comedy clubs, like, the Velve or like Cap City, like any of those just feel like good to be on that stage and like telling jokes. And when you do well on that stage, even if it's just like an open mic, like you just feel good. When you go to Cap City, you should like rock an old school, like Paula Poundstone look. Cause I feel like that, that whole decor there is so like nineties or eighties. You know what I mean? It yeah, looked, it they need like to update TV's. the fucking, they need to update that shit. Right. Yeah. It's like, it's pretty standard. Like, it's, it's not really, like, decorated anyway. It's just, like, a standard, like, comedy club. I haven't been to that many comedy clubs. But that one I have been to a few times, and I just thought they have not updated the fucking, like, stage area aesthetic in a long, long yeah. time. There's, like, a fruit fly flying all around you. It is a, it's a mosquito. I got, it. I got his ass. Yeah. Ah, oh, fuck. He escaped. <laughs> um, oh, here's something I did. A couple of weeks ago, it, not even, it was last weekend, I went to a taping of, have you ever heard of the How Did This Get Made podcast? No. So it's with Jason Mansukis and uh, Paul Shear, and I forget the woman's name, but she's married to Paul Shear. she's Paul Shear's wife, and so they do like really shitty movies that, yeah, it's like How Did This Get Made, like that's the whole premise of the podcast, and of course... They have a super, their like dynamic is they've got it on lock. Manzukis, I think, is just super funny, period. And there's like, they have just a really good flow between the three of them. And then they had Nick Kroll was like their guest for the podcast. And they did this. Apparently, this is a new McConaughey movie that just came out this year with, uh, fuck, what's her name? From the Princess Diaries or whatever. Anne Hathaway. Oh, okay. So they had, I forget what the fucking movie was even called. I didn't even see it, but it was still a funny podcast. I thought it was good. I was pretty amazed too that they had a long fucking line. It was the ACL Live Theater. And the line was like around the block. And I was like, what the f? This is crazy. Like for the a podcast? Yes, for a fucking has, like, podcast. Big fans. I know, but still like filling up that whole theater with people. Yeah, it's wild. It's crazy. Because, you know, I've been to several shows there, and I don't remember it ever being, like, this packed. Maybe it was just the way they managed the line or something. 
I feel like it But that fucking theater was full. You should record your podcast. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah. That would be cool. Yeah, maybe maybe next week. Yeah. <laughs> See if they have <laughs> an opening for you. Yeah, exactly. I'll have my agent send an email. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, ba- back to comedy. Uh maybe tell us like what do you have times each day or like as far as writing goes, what's that like? Do you have a notebook? Do you have like a a spreadsheet? Do you have <laughs> a fucking Google Doc or something? I do have a what lot do do? of Google Docs. Um, I usually like generally it's I'll take like a phone note or scribble something in a notebook on the go. And then when I have time, I'll just like take a look at it and see if I can come back to it. Because it's super hard to sit down and just spit out a whole new bit without having any natural like nugget of joke to work with like that usually comes from like random occurrences throughout the day or whatever like I don't like there's not like you're not really gonna like get a whole lot out of like sitting down and trying to write fresh comedy but I also have like stacks and stacks and stacks of notes that like have not become anything yet so it's like if you're looking out for like things that are gonna inspire you to write like you always find those things and then, yeah, I don't know, like, when the beginning, when I started performing, I, every single set that I would do, I would write down every single word and memorize it, like, say it over and over again before my set, even for every single open mic. And now I'm, like, experimenting more with, like, being a little looser and just having, like, the skeleton of what I'm saying. Like, it's just, it's, I feel like I'm still trying to find my writing style, too. Like, it's just such a weird, like, you can spend so much time doing comedy and still feel like you've gotten nowhere. Like, six months feels like nothing. Like, I feel like I've been doing it for, like, a week. So I don't really know, like, my, like, perfect writing flow or, like, my style. Like, that's all, like, still working itself out. Hey, that's, that's a good answer. It's a fair <laughs> answer. Uh, do you have roommates? Yeah, I have a roommate. Do you go over your bits with them or do they hate you for, for this? Uh, no, I don't really. We're just, like, on such different schedules. Like, we're, like ships in the night like we like never see each other so i think she's gone to like one or two of my shows maybe so are you making connections and friends within the open mic scene oh yeah of course like you're seeing the same people every day so i keep like not being close enough to the microphone yeah you're seeing the same people like every single day so of course you just like connect with people but are you like hanging out riffing smoking camel cigarettes Oh, yeah. Getting oh, wasted. So many camel cigarettes. Cloves, actually. Cloves? Cloves, yes. You're it's, not fucking with cloves. It's pretty what, wild. what do you know about cloves? I, I, I know I wasn't a rave goth in the <laughs> late 90s like you were, Cooper. <laughs> were you Were you a rave goth in the early 2000s? I was not. I was far, far from that world. Were you like a fratty on. bro? I, yes, I was. I was. Literally literally was i knew that you were in a frat you told me that once and i was like okay that that checks out like that that makes sense why does that make sense um just because i feel like it makes sense you have a fratty pass like (laughs) you just like have that vibe like you've lived a little you've done some shit but like nothing that wild just like some shit is like joined a frat and like partied (laughs) on a few boats on a lake and you're dead (laughs) yeah like, that's, like, your vibe. Like, you probably did a lot of coke out there, but you were still wearing Sperry's. Oh, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> no, that is that is totally not my vibe. I've n- never been into that Sperry game or okay. that, like, traditional, like, kind of vibe. 
I went to Texas State. Texas State was more like, at least at the time, it was all, I don't know. It was more like bro, like real bros. Um, like what do you mean by real bros? Like what is like this? like not a f- I don't know. There, I feel like more so like flat brim kind of bro. Okay. There's this distinction between the flat bro, yeah, the flat brim bro, and the sperry bro. I feel like yeah, flat brim bro sounds more on brand for you than sperry bro. Yeah. Yeah. See exactly. Like, did you were you like a bass nectar person? <laughs> not really i'm trying to think what i listened to mostly in in college i listened to like mostly underground rap and hip-hop and a little bit of like metal i mean still pretty much the same shit i listen to now like mf doom that's my rap scene yeah that checks out (laughs) i have the i have the metal mask i'm a i'm a total fan Dork. <laughs> hey, it is what it is. I mean, you're like 37 with like this podcast station in your kitchen. Like you're a dork. That's just like life. <laughs> you just gonna come on my show and just call me a dork to my face? That's just. It's not really to your face. Though, <laughs> I can only see half of your face. It's like, uh, yeah, it's kind of. Uh, it's just to your like floating eyes. Uh, what's that show? With fucking. Tim Allen with the neighbor. Not Tool Time. Tool Time is the fake show. It's Home, Home Improvement. Improvement. Yeah, remember the neighbor Wilson? No, I didn't. The, the, I was too young for that show. Too young? Yeah. God damn it. That was slightly before my time. We're just two. There's oceans between our yeah. references pop culture wise. Different generations yeah. here. So far away. You walked Yet so close. miles to school in the snow. Uphill. You had a Nokia. Ooh. I did have a Nokia. Nextel. <laughs> <laughs> did not have a Nextel. But I had a Nokia, like the one on the Matrix that like popped out. I'm sure it was super cool. It was fucking so rad. I'm sure it was super... Did you have a T-Mobile sidekick? That's like, mm, that no, feels man. on brand for you. I'm, I didn't have that kind of money, yo. I'm, you just seem I, like the type that would make it happen. I mean, I make a lot of things happen, so your instincts are pretty much on the money. But in this instance, did not have it. <laughs> this is this is such awkward eye contact, like only because I can only see half of your face. I know you can only see half of my face. But anyways, back to the. <laughs> this is not about me. This is not about you interrogating me and my life and its lack of coherent meaning. This is about. Your comedy career here. It is, yeah. So have you ever had a joke that just, you just got it right there in the sweet spot and the crowd just ate that ate it up like butter and they just like, there's uproarious laughter. You're feeling amazing when you walk out of there. Have you had one of those moments? Um, nothing that's, like, I've definitely had good sets where I've left and been like, oh, yeah, like, I got that. Like, I didn't miss a beat. But I haven't, like, had a set where I was truly like, oh, damn, like, I just killed. Like, that hasn't, like, really happened for me yet. Like, I feel good about a lot of But do you get, I mean, do you get laughs? Yeah, I definitely get laughs. Like, I feel, I feel, like, pretty good about where I'm at in comedy. I just, like, don't think that, like, I mean, I'm nowhere near, like, people who have been doing it for so much longer. Like, so... 
Like, while I feel like I do get a good amount of laughs, I feel like I'm not going to be, like, fully... Well, I'm probably never going to be happy with, like, where I'm at because it's just, like, life. You just, like, yeah. get disappointed in yourself until you die. But... <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, no, I definitely, like, feel good a lot of the time, but I, like, I still am, like, wanting to, like, feel like I slayed the room. What's one, if you're willing to share, like, what do you think is your one of your best bits? Like, do you have an old go-to that's guaranteed to get a laugh? Um, yeah, I have a couple. Like, there's, like, a one bit that I use. It's, like, it's, I, I'm not going to, like, do it on yeah. a podcast. Like, it's that's fine. so awkward. But, um, <laughs> it's just, I call it, like, my witch bit. And it's just, like, a really quick, it's probably, like, 30 to 40 seconds. And I, like, tack it on to the end of, like, another bit. And it's just, like petite compact and like gets the job done super quickly and like i think i always feel like it surprises the crowd so that's just one and like the style just feels like very me so i'm very like proud of that one just because i feel like it's unique and like my own like i don't know it's just like a bit that i feel like i worked hard on i've perfected it and i just feel good whenever i do it what do you think about the th- my theory or maybe this is not my theory but maybe a theory that i've heard and, s- and stolen that a lot of humor is about a like a surprise. It's kind of like you walk people down a path and then you flip yeah. that expectation and that's part of like the whole, the, like you're setting them up, you're leading them this way and then it's kind of like a misdirection. Yeah, that's and that's where the like people yeah. say comedy is a misdirection. Like that's like a, a pretty well-known phrase. So yeah, I like and like for me, I think that's like creatively a point where I struggle because I like try to, make sure that I'm, like, doing the misdirection, but then I get carried away with, like, making the beginning too vague. It's, like, such a delicate balance of, like, there's just so many working parts in a well-written bit that, like, you really appreciate when you, like, watch someone else, like, get that balance of, like, build up and, like, like, it's just, I kind of forget, like, how I ended up on this subject, so I might not totally align with, like, the beginning point of this, but, like, I think that, like... (laughs) when you watch like someone else's like really well written bit that they've been working on probably for like three years. Like it's so recognizable <laughs> when like I have something like I feel good about that I wrote three months ago, but like it's n- probably nowhere near as good as like I would hope to be in a few years. Do you, who do you, do you have any people you look up to or that maybe influence you to get into comedy? Even if it's somebody that's local, maybe that you like, um, my like North Star and Lord and Savior is Joan Rivers. Like I've always oh, wanted to be her, like forever. <laughs> and when I was younger, I thought that that meant that I wanted to like work in fashion. Like that's what Joan Rivers does. But now that I'm older and I've like really like grown to appreciate her as a comic, I'm like, no, that's why I wanted to be Joan Rivers because she's like one of the greatest comics of all time. Have you done? Have you done comedy outside of Austin Um, or just primarily here? Primarily in Austin and also like, you know, in Buda or like Round Rock. And I did one set in Santa Barbara, (laughs) which was a little strange. What was that like? It was just different because, you know, the Austin scene is very, it's young, younger than the Santa Barbara scene, obviously, because that entire town is just senior citizens and college students. But, you know, the Austin scene is just full of like very hardworking people who like take it seriously, which is like obviously great. And like Santa Barbara is a lot more like 
senior citizens who like to go to open mics after like a long day of doing nothing. And they were like, I don't know, there were a lot more creepy dudes in Santa Barbara. So I feel like in Austin for the most part, like it's been pretty light with creeps, but. Before you get on stage, do you, do you drink at all or do you just go like stone sober? Um, depends. Like if I'm doing a showcase, like. Like, tonight I have a show. Like, I'll probably, like, get a drink before, like, sip it, like, loosen up. Nothing wild. But, like, sometimes, What are you going like, to have? Uh, vodka soda, probably, usually. It's okay. My, my go-to. <laughs> um, And, like, last night I went to, like, an open mic at Love Goat. And, like, there I'm like, yeah, I'll fucking drink. Like, I don't... It's Saturday night and this is, like, a college bar. Like, I'll drink here. You know? So, it just, like, depends. Like, if I'm taking it seriously, like, I won't really drink or, like, smoke or anything before. But, like, a lot, of, a lot of times I just don't care. I'm just fucking around, like, trying out some new stuff. I'll get a little drunk. What do your friends and, and family think about you getting into comedy? Um, my mom, oddly enough, this is the first time she's ever been pretty confident that I'm going to succeed in something. So <laughs> that's weird because she's usually not like that. Um, my sister is butthurt because she thinks that I'm writing jokes about her. And I am. Uh. I am so uh, a lot of my friends here used to like come to my open mics with me a lot, but they've all kind of stopped doing that, which like I get because I'm sure it's kind of boring. But I'm like, okay, I guess I'm just all by myself now. No, it's fine. Um, yeah, people used to come with me a lot to them though, and just I like now it's like I haven't like had someone come with me. And, like, but then you just weren't funny. No, they I, <laughs> I people tell me <laughs> all the time how funny I, I am. Swear I'm funny. <laughs> I don't know. I might not be funny. Who knows? Like if I suck, I suck. It's just a lot of comedians suck. I mean, I'm telling. I could, I could see you being good. I respect, I respect the hell out of your hustle. Thank you. When is your next? Okay, so aside from tonight, that's that's too late to to publicize on the podcast because it's not going to be out yeah. until tomorrow. Yeah. Um, when do you have? I guess more of a showcase. Thursday night at the Gay Agenda. At the Gay Agenda? That's Where's that the, at? It's actually Is at, that the name um, of the showcase or the... It's the name of the show, but okay. I think it's at Flat Track Coffee. And it's hosted by my wonderful friend, Emmett Claire Hunker. And there's going to be a lot of really good comedians. A lot of good, like, queer comedians on that show. It's going to be a great time. Nice. Uh, what uh, what kind of set you got? You got a five minute set going? Uh, no, I think it's probably more like eight to ten. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but usually that's the standard. It's like eight to ten minutes for an actual show. Then what what what's next after that? Um, I have I think I have a show on Friday at the Spokesman. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. And then I know I have a show on Sunday night. That's in like another town. I'd have to like check the Facebook events. Or my do five one two page. Or you know, if you want, you can send me. If you want to send me some links, I can throw them up in the show notes for you. Okay, I can do that. That way, some local peeps can come check you out. I should come check you out, but it's got to be like I can't do anything on a school night because I'm too old. You're old. I know you're aging. Um, it's fine. Uh, but I am going to. Uh, you'll you'll love this, and you should probably you should be going. Is uh, Tuesday? There is a corn concert at Coda. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's wild. A corn concert. Fuck yeah, corn, say. baby. Woo! You would be going to a corn concert. That's on brand for you. That's <laughs> out. Uh, I mean, corn was popular when I was in high school, and 
in the mid to late 1990s. Yeah. <laughs> that checks out. But I mean, I, to me, I still think that uh, Got the Life, that song mostly fucking slaps. <laughs> and I will, I will go to my grave defending it. I mean, you should, you should. And like, that's part of your aesthetic. It's part of I'm your not going to like defend all of Korn, but got the life. But you're going to a, like you paid at least hey, $35 I paid, no, for that ticket. I paid $20 for that goddamn ticket. It only costs $20 to see corn. It only, uh, well, I'm doing lawn and that I got a deal. Oh, okay. Oh, was it that like $20? Like it was, I think they were like 45 regular, regular priced MSRP, if you will, sticker price. That would be a lot to pay. Yeah. That's corn. way too much to pay. $45 is too steep for me to see corn. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, if it was 20 bucks, I'd probably be going with you. I'd be yeah. like, fuck yeah, but no. $45 to see corn, like, I'll pass. Yeah. But you have fun. Oh, I will. I'm sure. Mark my words. I'm going to have a super time at corn. That's- I've got the life. I believe you. I'm sure that you'll... <laughs> There's going to be some interesting people there. There will be. People busting out their Hot Topic chain pants. That's the good stuff. I need to get a wallet. Should- I might have to go to Hot Topic. They still sell uh, trip pants if you ever had those. Did you Did you have those? Those like chain pants? Never did. Oh, we missed out. They were cool. They still sell them though. Nice. Do you have a pair? Do I have a pair? No, not currently. Do you? Whenever you go on stage, do you like? Do you plan out your your fits? My fits, like my outfits. Yeah. Yes. Um, you don't know yeah. what fits are. <laughs> Fuck out of here. Um, yeah, kind of. Like, I try to have, like, good, good looks. Good pantsuit, maybe a good canary yellow pantsuit. That's yeah, what that's, you need. You need something like that. Need. You need something to really just I should dress grab less the attention. Hoey. I think I dress a little <laughs> too hoey for stand-up sometimes, but whatever. You can be hoey and funny. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, like... Totally, I'm, man. I miss winter because I like wearing blazers when I do stand-up, but... So I'm telling you, you need to get on the like Hillary Clinton pantsuit vibe. Yeah, she's Hillary Clinton's hilarious. She's she, one of my favorite comics. Yeah, love her so good. <laughs> but no, some fucking look up. Do you do you even know who Paula Poundstone is? No, you don't. <laughs> fucking Google Paula Poundstone. I keep like sniffling into the microphone. I'm sorry. You're like uh, you probably don't know who. Never mind. I'm not even gonna make the reference. Damn it. Everything that you know is too <laughs> know. old for me. Apparently so. Apparently so. You're ancient. No, I'm kidding. That was mean. You're not. You're normal-aged. I'm middle-aged. middle-aged <laughs> for sure. Are you? Are you 37? Is that? I'm 36. Don't don't make me older than I have to be. When are you turning 37, though? Soon, no, probably. Noviembre. Yeah, I was going to say. I feel like soon. <laughs> what the fuck? Because I feel like you This is not over. the Comedy Central roast of me. I'm okay. just saying you've been over 35 since I've known you, I think. No. Nah. No, maybe not, but. It was a few years. It was a few years ago. No, you were probably like 34 when I met Somewhere you. in there. I still had, I still believe that change was possible. And that there yeah, was, well. that I could still hope for things. I still had hope then. Well, that was wasted. Ah, uh, Yeah. Wasted on a life of nothingness. Do you, This I have a question for you. Do you still dress the same for your new job as you did when you showed up to work, when we worked together? Uh, I'm a lot lazier, but, you know, I still flex. Like okay, I'm good. on, yeah. I was wondering, I was just, I wonder if he still wears, like, his cool outfits to his new normal job. 
not as much, but you know, I still be, you know, that's yeah. just who I am. Yeah. No, it totally should be. That's why I was wondering. Don't worry about that. I still got that shit unlocked. I was worried. <laughs> you look concerned for a second. <laughs> You're just like wearing suits and ties. That would be weird. I mean, I do like to rock a good suit every once in a while. It feels good. I like dressing it feels up. Sombered. Yeah, but like every day at the office, like that's not fun. Yeah, Chuck, I, you know, I'm going to go down there and, you know, go bowling or something. What the fuck people do? What do professionals do? I don't know. I think they just drink. I don't think they go bowling. They go axe throwing. That's axe throwing. the new axe throwing is the new bowling. No panic rooms are the new bowling. And I have <laughs> to go to one next week and I'm dreading it. Why? You don't like puzzles? Uh, no, I just like panic enough on my own accord. Like I don't <laughs> have to be locked in a room with coworkers to panic. And like, oh, so this is—is is this a work-sponsored thing, or is this people from work? It's a work-sponsored thing. Yeah, it's kind of cool though. No, <laughs> no, it's not <laughs> a team-building exercise. Under I tried that guy, express my my distaste, and everyone was just like, "No, it'll be fine." And I'm like, "No, it's not gonna be fine. If you don't get me out of there in 20 minutes or less, I'm gonna have a meltdown." It sounds though like this could be a good bit. Like, there's got to be some comedy. Oh yeah, I'm gonna like there. bring my notebook. For like, real, I'm you're not gonna be gonna fucking scribbling. Yeah, <laughs> you're just gonna like, be observing. I'm not doing anything, any of the work. I'm just gonna be writing jokes about a fucking panic room because I hate them. I don't. I've never even done one, but. So tell me about your um, tell me about your social media comedy. Tell me about the Twitter sphere because this is something I'm very <laughs> I'm very active and care um, a lot about. I care a lot about posting. Yeah, I don't like. I sometimes I don't post on Twitter that much, but sometimes I just post like weird shit. Like I don't know. Like I I, I like being comedic on social media, but I definitely oh, I love don't it. prioritize so much it. Yeah, like yeah. I like when it happens, but I'm not like oh I need to post something every day. But like yeah. my tweets are just like. Sometimes I just, now more people follow me on Twitter, not like a ton, but I just like know more people on Twitter because like comedy people tend to be on Twitter more and I keep tweeting weird things and like forgetting that people that I see every day can see them. <laughs> that's why you have to, well, damn, that's the bad part about being a comedian is you can't hide behind the anonymity of an avatar. Oh yeah, no, like I'm, I need to own like whatever I am. Like, got to brand that, got to be consistent with that brand. Yeah, and like I know I'm a weirdo, so it's not like I'm... I'm making like a total fool of myself. Like it's just my personality. I just try to hide it like a little bit. That's a lot. I feel like many of my thoughts are postable and that's what winds up on my feed. Your tweets are crazy. <laughs> <laughs> They're all over the place. They're wild. That shit's fun though. I love it. Yeah, I love Twitter. It's my favorite social media. It wasn't for a while, but now over the last, I don't know, maybe six months, I'm really fucking addicted to it and i have a little like community that we're always interacting and making stupid jokes it's like fun strangers that you don't know uh i mean some of well yeah some of them are strangers but then i've had like so i have the podcast has a discord and so a lot of people have started we like chat on that a lot which is just it's like a chat app and i have different yeah. rooms and shit uh, so that's kind of fun, and I met some other anarchists and shit here in Austin. That <laughs> what? Do you have like meetings, like anarchy meetings, or would that be too structured? Uh, I have not had an anarchy meeting as such yet, but I mean, I've had them 
a few on the podcast. We, we've hung out. We've done anarchist things. Like what? Have you like burned anything down? No, not yet. This is a <laughs> parody. Parody. <laughs> I can't talk. This we must have to can, uh, have. Are you getting operation- flustered because no. I'm foiling your plans? I'm trying to talk about them? operational security, but I couldn't get it out of my mouth. Okay. It's called OPSEC. It must be maintained at all times, so I cannot divulge any such activity if there were such said activity to be occurring in this juncture at this time. Thank you. So you're burning shit down. Okay, cool. Noted. Targeted assassinations. Processed and understood. <laughs> Targeted assassinations, um, you know, throwing bricks through Starbucks windows. It's all out there. Putting up propaganda everywhere. That kind of stuff. Again, this is parody. <laughs> are you are you like a graffiti anarchist? I that is illegal. You are. That's wild. Have you ever heard of the Situationists? Uh from Jersey Shore? No. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's a good bit. I like it. That might be a good post. I'm gonna have to steal that from you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Feel free. You can have that one. That's a gift from me to you. After the show, you will have to Google situationist. Um, maybe I feel like maybe there's either propaganda or artwork. You might like it. Is that you? Oh, it's no, no, it's not me. I mean, I make memes. I'm a memester. Yeah. But do you do street graffiti? You do. I feel like you do something illegal that you're not telling me. Mm. Like I said, <laughs> I cannot divulge this. <laughs> Once again, OPSEC, okay? Yeah, sorry, just... Uh, uh, Can't put my shit out on Front Street. You're right, you're right. You're the right. fucking Gestapo will show up at my door and lock me in a cell. They will, that's true. So, like, one of my anarchist heroes, um, Abdullah Asalan, he is in an island prison in Turkey, basically under solitary confinement on an island. So that's the kind of shit that happens to anarchists. That's going to happen to you. <laughs> probably so. You probably you, do so much weird shit in your spare time. Like what? Like weird shit? I don't know. What's weird? Um, What's weird that I could possibly do? Um, I don't know. Like a, a small bunny farm. A small bunny farm? That would be weird. Hmm. That's a lot of work. Hosting anarchist meetings. <laughs> do you ever make jokes about politics no stay no, out of that realm yeah i stay out of that realm for the most part i'm not like super like active in politics currently so i don't really have like a whole lot to say about like the people in politics but like i'll comment on like you know sh- shit just not people yeah i mean i think with tr- trump it's kind of hard and really the political world or really just fucking anything it's such a already a parody of itself how the fuck do you make f- jokes now and it's just like it's, i feel like sometimes when people are joking about like someone like trump or something it's like yeah, yeah it's too like, expected it can be funny but it's like everyone's a little too stressed out about it to like really laugh yeah and it's kind of expected too you know yeah like tons of people do it just like tons of people make jokes about like the bird scooters and it's like okay <laughs> enough have you Done. Have you been on a scooter yourself? 
because yeah, I have I not. Yeah, I crashed it the first time I wrote it. Were you were you drunk on no, it was like, vodka sodas? It was like eight o'clock in the morning, and I just cried. I'm like really uncoordinated, and I just couldn't handle it. I'm not a fan. I'm anti scooter. I ate shit. I bled. <laughs> I was late for work, and I just like hopped on one because I usually walk to work. So I thought a scooter would help. It didn't. It made me more late. But remind us. Okay, so you need to share all of your. Social media shit. Let us, again, repeat where you're going to be this week. And then we'll wrap shit up. Okay. Like me sharing my social media links yeah, right now? Yeah. Yeah. Tell um, us you're at. Okay. Um, or whatever whatever you want to share. You don't have. You're not you obligated, okay? Follow me. I need more. I need to check my Twitter name, but I want more Twitter followers. So this is important. Uh, I know I have like a random underscore in here somewhere. Okay, so Twitter is still loading. <laughs> okay, it's sadgal, S-A-D-G-A-L underscore Lele, L-E-E-L-E-E. So that's how you can find me on Twitter. Uh, Instagram is just Leah Adrian. Um... You can find me on Do512 and check my sketch. Just look up Leah Mulroney. Last name spelled like Dermot Mulroney. Like Dermot Mulroney. Um, yeah, and come to the Gay Agenda this Thursday. It's going to be super fun. 8 p.m. Flat Track Coffee. Nice. It's going to be tight. <laughs> Real tight. Uh, and as far as... My shit goes, uh, definitely feel free to support me on Patreon at uh, www.patreon forward slash podcast C.O. Cooper Cherry. Find the uh, podcast Twitter feed at podcast C.O. Cooper. Check me out on Instagram at podcast underscore C.O. underscore Cooper underscore Cherry. And then if you're real daring and you want to hear some of the primo shit posting that is in, in existence, then check me out at AnarchoMuadab on the Twitter box. Also, my my current display name is is Young Hegelian. <laughs> so check that out. Uh, but it, once again, Leah, thanks so much for joining me on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. But uh, this is a podcast with Cooper Cherry signing off.